the recording of my conversation with Matt Zeller, founder and CEO at Clarify. Matt has an impressive personal story at the forefront of image recognition research, which led to the founding of Clarify. We talk about the state of image recognition today, Clarify's AI platform capabilities, and applications of image recognition in business. Talking to Matt Zeller, CEO at Clarify. Clarify is an AI-powered computer vision company helping businesses understand the images, video, and text at scale. Matt, could you briefly introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about Clarify? Sure. Thanks for having me. So I'm the founder and CEO here at Clarify, and I founded the company about uh, six and a half years ago at this point after doing my PhD on exactly what we're offering, which is understanding visual content using artificial intelligence. And kind of my background, um, I was very fortunate in my academic uh, career to learn from some of the pioneers in AI. I did my undergrad at University of Toronto. And when I was trying to decide what to do, I happened to run across one of Jeff Hinton's PhD students and Jeff is considered the godfather of AI, and he was a professor at UT at the time. And uh, his student showed me this video of a flame flickering, and he said it was completely generated by artificial intelligence. And that's what really got me hooked on this field, because I knew how to program at that time, but I didn't know any way to generate a realistic-looking video from the stuff you learned in programming class. So I got a taste of machine learning and artificial intelligence in undergrad, but I didn't know enough to start a company, which was uh, my childhood dream. So I decided to come to New York University for my PhD to really double down on AI for several years and do some fundamental research. And I chose NYU because of two great professors, Rob Fergus and Yan Lacan. And it happens that just last year, um, Yan and Jeff were awarded Turing Awards for their work in AI. 2013 was particularly exciting as I was leading up to founding Clarify because I was in my second internship at Google Brain. Uh, I got to work directly under Jeff Dean there, which was quite an uh, awesome experience. And he's now leading all of Google AI. I actually left that second internship a couple weeks early to come back to New York and start working on Clarify. And as I got back to New York, started working on it, um, all of a sudden I got a phone call from uh, Alan Eustace, who's a senior vice president of Google's uh, search and knowledge division. And he says, Matt, I talked to Jeff. We really want you to join Google. So we put together the largest new graduate offer we've ever given a student. And then all of a sudden, Apple reached out, uh, Facebook, Microsoft. And it was a really cool experience because I got to interview with people like Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook because he was thinking about building the Facebook AI group at that time. So I had a great experience with Microsoft Research. So all of a sudden, I had to decide, am I going to take a great job at one of these great companies uh, and a low-risk route versus my childhood dream and with technology I knew was working better than what they had? And so I ended up following my gut and incorporating Clarify in November 2013. And right after incorporating, the results out of this competition called ImageNet came out. And I submitted uh, along the way five entries to the competition. And when the results came out, Clarify won the top five places in the competition. This is such a great story. I'd like to start with a broader question. So what is the state of uh, image recognition today compared to human level abilities? And uh, what progress do you see in the near future? Yeah, it's very interesting because I think it depends a lot on the use case that you're applying it to. In certain aspects, computer vision is already surpassing human ability. 
And the number of these examples is increasing day by day. Um, the first such example that people were aware of is in that ImageNet competition, the error rate of a human is about 5%. And now there's models that can predict with an error rate less than 3%. Uh, that was a few years ago when humans were surpassed. Uh, now we we're seeing examples in even more difficult fields where we always assume that you would need to go through lots of education to be able to do these tasks. And one that comes to mind is doctors, particular radiology. There's examples where computer vision is actually becoming more accurate than a radiologist. It's kind of easy to see in retrospect why that is. On one side, it's the data. The AI model gets the opportunity to learn from so much more data than any one human could ever see in their lifetime. So it can actually see examples that that doctor has never seen. And then there's also kind of the human element of tiredness and fatigue. So there's lots of opportunities and we're going to see that more and more in every industry. I think over time, the more data that these models learn from, um, the better they're going to be and, and surpass humans. So what are some of the computer vision challenges that uh, Clarify solve uh, and what are the, the tools and applications in business? Yeah, so it's really broad at this point. So think of Clarify as a complete AI platform and we have tools for every component of that AI lifecycle. And that means from labeling data to searching over large amounts of data using AI, training new AI models so that they can learn to recognize whatever is relevant to your business problem and then we handle all the deployment for you as well, from running it fully hosted in our cloud to deploying it onto your servers or even onto edge devices like uh, cell phones and, and cameras. But I'd like to you know, think about bucketing the types of problems we solve into three most important ones, I'd say. First one is really around saving lives. And we do this both uh, in the military and in the industries like healthcare. Another bucket of problems is really improving the customer experience. Um, so it could be experiences in the physical world, in your store, or it could be online to help people um, experience your product even better. And there's lots of different AI problems um, that we can help with there. And then the last is really around cost efficiency. And I think now is a very important time in kind of the world's history with the, the COVID-19 pandemic going around everybody's thinking about how to reduce costs because there's so much uncertainty going throughout uh, 2020 and, and maybe into 2021. And so AI can play a big role there in automating a lot of the routine tasks um, that uh, are very inefficient to do otherwise. I'd like to touch on the, one of the use cases, face recognition. What do you think are the opportunities of using a face recognition in business? What are the risks and how can they be uh, mitigated? It's an interesting uh, question because I think there's there's lots of big opportunities for face recognition, but of course the one uh, caveat is you have to respect people's privacy in doing this. And whenever there's an opt-in type of experience, giving a customer a choice to use a tool like face recognition or not, that's always uh, the best. And we've seen lots of different use cases. Uh, we have, for example, a demographics model that all it does is recognize age, gender, or multicultural appearance. And so this could be used for understanding who your customers are walking into a store. That demographics model doesn't know anything about your, your identity, so it's, it's relatively safe. We also think combining 
face recognition with certain types of sensors can really help in uh, even applications like predicting your, your temperature, which I think is going to be a pretty standard thing. And we're seeing it in China already. There's a lot of computer vision applications where they're uh, just setting up thermal cameras and classifying your temperature as you walk into a store to see if that's a first sign of maybe you're sick, uh, whether it's a flu or coronavirus or something else. And then even even recognizing whether people have masks as they're going into the store. I think as the, the countries uh, around the world reopen, it's still going to be mandatory to have masks on when you're out in public. There's a lot of bad use cases as well. And we've seen some of those um, uh, around the world where, as an example in China, where they're using it to oppress certain demographics groups. And that's something we want to avoid, getting our technology into the hands of anybody who wants to do that. What type of companies uh, use the Clarify today and what are some of the successful use cases? Like I was saying, it's really broad because we're this AI platform and developers can use the platform directly to build whatever you know, they can dream up. Those developers are usually at a large organization where they're paired up with a business owner, a product line owner or a P&L owner. Some of the industries we're, we're playing in for example, are in the hotels and hospitality space, where if you think of the last time you went to go check in, especially when there's a long lineup for a hotel, it's an aggregating experience. How can we make that more efficient? Uh, maybe we can recognize you because you've already checked in online and, and said, I want to opt in for face recognition check-in experience. Or maybe you're in a VIP program, so you're part of that loyalty program, and we can recognize you coming back to a hotel or a casino or something like that. Um, we can also uh, make sure that those environments are, are safe places, uh, make sure that there's no theft going on or uh, violence or fires. Um, and even online, we can make that experience of finding these hotels uh, even better. And so that's where people like uh, Trivago um, over in Germany is a longtime customer of ours. And they're um, recognizing like pool, uh, beach, restaurant, lobby, different categorizations within the pictures of hotels so that when you're planning your next vacation, you can search and find exactly what you're looking for very quickly. Uh, another one is in the restaurant uh, industry, and more broadly retail as well, same type of personalized experience could be expected, uh, same type of safety in any physical space. And then online, there's also the brand safety. Um, and this is where people like OpenTable use us to moderate out content. And so they have a feature where you can upload a picture of you know, your food or the restaurant ambiance. Whenever there's an upload button on the internet, you typically get nudity and drugs and weapons and all that kind of stuff. So our moderation models can recognize that and prevent it from being uploaded and affecting your brand. And then we're, we've been talking a lot to retailers, especially now that they're kind of reinventing their uh, physical experience in the stores. Uh, we think it's a big opportunity to streamline a lot of operations. Um, we've seen things like Amazon Go in uh, small form factor being able to automate a lot of the checkout experience, but it doesn't have to be that sophisticated and that automated to actually save a lot of uh, cost within a store. Uh, if we just run through a store quickly, we can use uh, for the camera, you can use computer vision to count all the items on the shelf and see which parts of the store need to be restocked or perhaps reordered uh, from their distributors. Or at the cashier lines, uh, we can automate um, a lot of the shrinkage detection where people actually don't scan an item at the self-checkout 
um, and then they walk out with the product. Um, we also have lots of problems we're tackling manufacturing, airlines, banking, uh, insurance. I was just on a call with an insurance company last week and they are really uh, trying to solve this on the inspection side. Say you have wind damage or vehicle damage. How do you get the consumer to help in that take pictures? How do you automate the classification of the level of damage that you have here to ultimately get uh, an assessment and pay out to that consumer? All this can be automated where the only um, human in the loop is a person who is trying to uh, submit their claim. And that scales really well. This physical inspection uh, issue happens everywhere in airline industry, in oil and gas, for pipelines, in manufacturing. So it's a problem that, uh, as we saw, that we can repeat across all the major industries out there. These are some great examples. So what do companies need in order to implement? It's relatively easy working with Clarify because we, our goal is to make it uh, as easy as possible by giving you the whole platform AI lifecycle, but also providing additional services to fill in any gap. And so one of the things that you need in order to get a really high accuracy AI is data. And often our customers have data, but um, sometimes it's not labeled. We have tools to label that, or we have services where our teams can label that data for you. And they've become experts at labeling it in the right way so AI gets the most out of your data. Another thing is on the deployment side. Um, people often think about this build versus buy decision with AI. And they're like, yeah, we, we're going to hire a couple uh, students, fair school, and we're going to train a great AI model. But then you need to run that AI model in production and keep it up 24-7. And then there's a question of, okay, you got this thing up 24-7. How does it get better? And this is something that our platform actually uh, handles really well. It has a feedback loop where the predictions that are being used in production can actually make future versions of the model smarter. Because it actually is at the point where the AI is so good, like I was describing earlier, it's at the, the human level where you can start trusting the predictions and treating them as labels that can inform uh, uh, the training of another version of the model. And so we urge our customers to think about what are those big impact problems and then we'll walk you through each of those steps of, okay, what data do you have? What, where can we help in labeling that data? Or do you have labels already? Um, how do you want to deploy this thing? Is it on-premise? Is it in our cloud fully hosted? And then let's hook up the feedback loop so that it gets better and better over time. Matt, I'd like to end with a broader question as well. Where do you see the future of uh, computer vision in business? We're just at the tip of the iceberg right now. I think we're seeing the early adopters adopting, and we've seen that over the last six years. We had some really small startups in the early days. Now we're starting to see uh, larger companies like Staples as a customer, US government, uh, Vimeo, but I still don't think we've kind of hit critical mass. My hypothesis is that some of these companies or uh, large organizations are doing AI, but they're doing it in-house. And I think there's a big danger in doing that because you don't have the, the specialty of uh, the AI expertise and seeing across different customers. And that can bring in a lot of new ideas into your organization and, and new solutions that you wouldn't have thought of yourself. And so that's the benefit of working with a service provider in, in almost every technology. People like Twilio in the communication space, they've been crushing it. They're solving huge problems for customers and everybody's adopting them because there is network effect. Uh, the same thing happens with AI. The more customers we see, we build more expertise into the platform, 
but we also see more data. So our AI gets smarter and that benefits you on data that you would never see yourself. So I see that there's going to be this wave of enterprises that started building themselves. They are having to maintain this stuff. It's not getting any better. And they're going to start reaching back out and saying, okay, how, how do we actually do this at, at the best we possibly can? And which services can we use to do that? And so I think there's going to be the second, much bigger wave of uh, adoption of AI and, and successful AI projects because of it. Matt, this was great. Thank you very much. Thank you.